0: This week on Together for Salem.
1: I think for most of us, our minds go to religion, right? If you want God to love and accept you, well then, you gotta be religious. If you wanna have a good life, then you need to appease the God or the gods or the universal force out there. There's always some kind of rules that you need to follow in order to keep the powers that be happy and in order to earn the opportunity to have a good life. The problem with that, and the problem there's always been with that idea, is it doesn't work. See, instead of a good life, religion usually just brings guilt, boredom at the best, right? Resentment, and exhaustion.
2: What's happening? What's this? It's a
0: birthday. Whose birthday
2: is it?
0: Together for Salem's birthday. What? That's right. Welcome to episode 52 of Together for Salem. One hand. I know. You want to blow out your candle. Well, you can blow out the uh, Cross Creek's candle of one year. I'm going to do it later. Okay. Uh, Welcome to Together for Salem. Thank you for watching. I am Monica. This is Aaron. We are your hosts for this episode, this epic episode, uh, one year later of youtube podcast facebook videos of church at home church online Mm -hmm. Uh, we thank you so much for your support thank you for watching um we have been transitioning to some in-person experiences on-site experiences we'll call them we have online and on-site experiences Mm -hmm. Um, but we are still continuing to put out uh, these messages these probably hope-filled and encouraging messages for Mm -hmm. you right now we're in a series called the good life mm-hmm. and uh this is gonna be part three that's right yeah so thanks for watching we'll have a quick montage let's do a quick montage real quick of oh the yeah year. let's look back over okay. the
2: past year i will stay i will stay with you
1: Take me- Give up.
2: You believe all that happened
0: there was some quarantine haircuts in those pictures there were.
2: that's pretty fun i still have mine
0: you still have your mohawk yeah. which is super cool looking good yeah all right we're gonna pass it off to john he's gonna uh talk to us about part three of the good life mm-hmm. called this rules um before we do welcome card online we've had people uh, connect with us in this last year online and show up to like some on-site, in-person mm-hmm. uh, music nights, or drive-in services, or connect groups. That's right. Which has been super cool. Mm-hmm. So, there's a reason the, connect, the welcome form is there. You can say hi, but it's also a chance for you to maybe um, see us in real life, which would be super cool. If you're not in Salem, if you've been watching or listening, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, we appreciate you, and we're going to pass it off to John. Yeah. We'll come back on the other side with some giveaways. Let's blow out our candle. Ready? One, two, three.
1: So we all want to experience the good life. And often we think the good life means having more or having something better than we have now. For me right now, it's the good life is having a working dishwasher. But what we've seen in this series so far is that's not really what the good life is. See, the good life is experiencing the freedom of being completely loved and accepted by God. That's really the good life we're all looking for. And when we explain the good life that way of being completely loved and accepted by God, I think for most of us, our minds go to Religion, right? If you want God to love and accept you, well then, you gotta be religious. That's what we've said for, that's what humans have said for thousands and thousands of years, right? If you wanna have a good life, then you need to appease the God or the gods or the universal force out there and gain their favor somehow through either sacrifices, uh, religious practices or rituals, festivals, and especially rules there's always some kind of rules that you need to follow in order to keep the powers that be happy and in order to earn the opportunity to have a good life. But the problem with that and the problem there's always been with that idea is it doesn't work. See, instead of a good life, religion usually just brings guilt (laughs) boredom at the best, right? Resentment, and exhaustion. And it's not even logical because we see that good people, who we think are good people who follow the rules, they have a lot of bad happen to them. And the bad people tend to have good things happen to them. In fact, that might be why you or somebody you love has rejected church, maybe rejected Christianity, because you woke up one day and you realized that the rules that were, you thought would give you a good life, are actually doing the opposite. They're they were ruining your life. They're making you hate life. They're making you resent the people who are trying to put rules on you. But it's interesting. Jesus said following him would bring freedom, would bring a full satisfying life. So what's that about? How can following Jesus bring us freedom and a full satisfying life while following religion and rules kind of ruins our life? Like isn't following Jesus, kind of like a fancy way to work around saying, the Christian religion? Well, maybe not. See, the Apostle Paul explained the difference for us. And when we talk about the Apostle Paul, we have to realize that he entered history, like we first see the Apostle Paul in the historical writings. He's one of the biggest and best rule followers who ever existed. He's one of the biggest rule enforcers who ever existed. He went around hunting Christians who he thought weren't following the Jewish rules well enough. He thought he was doing God a favor by putting Christians in jail because they wouldn't follow the religious rules. But then he met the resurrected Jesus and he did a whole 180 and he spent the rest of his life sharing the freedom that Jesus brings. And so last week in the section that we looked at, Paul was telling us how Jesus can set us free from our our sinful nature, the, the sin that tries to control us, from the power that sin has over us. And so this week, in this passage, we're gonna see how Paul explains that that freedom gives us the life we truly want. And what we're gonna see is that the good life is not a reward for good behavior. And here's how Paul explains that. So, gotta stop there. So, meaning, Looking back at the passage we talked about last time. Since, so, since you have accepted Jesus' offer to make you a new person, since you have accepted Jesus' offer to cut off your sin nature, so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. See, in Colossae, the, the city that he Paul's writing to, the Colossians, A lot of people are going around saying, hey, following Jesus is great, but what you kind of need to do is you need to add these extra rules to following Jesus, and that will make you really holy. And then God will be really happy with you, and then he'll give you the good life that you want. And that whole adding extra things onto Jesus to be extra holy, we still do the same thing. In some Christian circles, you, you don't drink any drop of alcohol because well, that'll make you more holy, even though Jesus never said not to do that. Do not dance, they say, because, well, you know what that leads to. Or the clothes you wear matter. Or you have to attend church on Sunday in order to make God happy with you. And maybe you've experienced this. If you have a job that makes you work on Sunday, well, then you obviously don't love God. You love money more than God. (laughs) I've heard that before. And when I was growing up, it was music, right? The music you listen to is what, you know, made God happy with you. If you listen to secular music, well, then you obviously didn't love God and you weren't holy enough. Often those rules that Jesus never talked about are often used to differentiate between who's really a good Christian and who's lukewarm. But you might ask, John, like, you're a pastor. Aren't, Aren't rules good? Well, let's talk about that. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. So yeah, of course, having morals and making wise choices, those are really important for having a happy, healthy life. What Paul's saying here is that these rules that we put on ourselves don't actually bring us closer to God. We try to use them to bring us closer to God, but they don't in any way. They in no way do they earn us God's love or acceptance. In fact, they're just a shadow of the real relationship that G- Jesus offers us. And you think about it, these are just a shadow. Do, does a shadow really show what something's like? I mean, it kind of gives you an idea, but not really, right? See, the real thing is so much clearer, so much more brilliant in its, in its colors and in its, in its details. See, religious rules only offer a shadow of the true life Jesus gives. And Paul keeps going. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. Don't you? Doesn't that hit home? Pious self denial. Like, that's what it is, right? We say, God, you know, you know I want to do the fun stuff, but I won't. So, you know, you'll think I'm super holy and and you'll do what I want you to do for me. I mean, look how much I'm denying for you. Look how much I'm denying myself for you and how well I'm behaving. Now you owe me. You owe me that good life that I want. And, We think we get bonus points if we add like hyper spirituality to the whole thing. For the Colossians, it was worshiping angels because obviously angels are holy, right? We don't do a lot of that usually. For us, maybe it would be worshiping church or worshiping the Bible or worshiping the United States of America, worshiping good works or certain candidates or movements that we give our lives to, or worshiping our family or certain causes that we think, well, if we we follow this cause or we fight for this cause, it'll bring us closer to God. None of those things are, are really bad in of themselves, right? The Bible's pretty important, I think. But when those things become our route to justifying ourselves, our route to being holy or being on God's good side, Instead of making us more loving and kind and forgiving, instead of those things making us more like Jesus, they make us proud and arrogant and judgmental. <clears throat> and they lead to comparisons. Like, you know, look look how good we are because we do these things. We're so much better than those who don't do those things. We're so much better than those who think differently or, or act differently. It makes us proud. But Paul says, don't do that. Like, it doesn't help. Here's what he says. You have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of this world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? And when we hear, if you're a Jesus follower and you've kind of been in this world for a while, when you hear rules of the world, I think our immediate thought goes to worldly rules, like the whole idea of, if it feels good, do it. Like those types of things, right? Worldly rules. Which... Obviously, yes, they're foolish, but that's not what Paul's talking about. Those rules of the world are the human rules we create in order to make ourselves feel like we're more acceptable to God. That's what he's talking about, those rules of the world. See, when we decide to follow Jesus, Paul's saying, our old self, the one that's bound, bound up with this guilt, performance, fear, is gone. And Paul's saying, why are you letting empty rules that Jesus never talked about? Why are you letting those rules still control you? Why are you acting as if you are still controlled by and imprisoned by evil? You're not. In Jesus, if you follow Jesus, you are free. And Paul says, such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, And severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. And Paul's saying what we all know that all attempts to be spiritual or holy or pious, all attempts on our own are useless. They're empty and they don't do good. They they make us miserable. Because here's like the main thing we're talking about today is rules can't give us the good life. Rules cannot truly change a person. Rules simply try to get bad people to do less bad things. They don't change us. And Paul says, rules seem like they're a good idea, but really, they only make things worse. See, what rules do, they they create guilt and fear and uncertainty and ultimately hypocrites. See, rules make us feel guilty because we realize we're not measuring up. We're not living up to to the God or God's requirements. And really feels like we can never do enough or be enough. And so we're guilty. And since we feel guilty, obviously I'm going to be punished for what I feel guilty for. So we have this fear, this fear that we're going to be punished or rejected, but we don't really know if we will be. And so that brings this uncertainty of, am I in? Am I out? Have I done enough to, have I done enough good to outweigh my bad? Like, what if I mess up? What if I've ruined everything and I don't even know it? And then we become hypocrites because to make ourselves feel better because we don't know for sure and we feel guilty, we start comparing ourselves to those around us. And we say, well, (laughs) yeah, I've done some, I've made some mistakes, but I'm, I'm not as bad as them. I'm not as bad as John. I mean, look at him. And oh yeah, no, I did the same thing as you, but I had good intentions, you're just, evil. see it rules make things worse and if you're paying attention you might be saying well John <laughs> like Bible, New Testament it is full of rules is it? See what we think are rules in the New Testament writings they're not really rules. they're examples of what love looks like when we are loving Jesus' way, The writings tell us what that would actually look like in real life. So maybe that rule you've heard of, why you shouldn't sleep with someone you're not married to. Well, because God hates you having fun and you have to just do it in God's way, right? No, because when you sleep with someone you're not married to, you're not committed to, you're using them. They're using you. It's not showing love. That's not what love actually looks like. Why should we not steal? Why shouldn't we lie? Why shouldn't we be angry? Well, because it's naughty and God will get you. No, because those things dishonor the people that are made in God's image and they break the relationship. It hurts others. That's why we don't do it. That's not what love looks like. And that's why we have those examples of what love really looks like. See, both religion and Jesus promise to give us the good life. Religion offers to control you. Jesus offers to free you. See, religion never delivers on its promise to give you the good life. But Jesus gives more than we can even imagine. We don't have to try and earn anything. We don't have to pretend to be anything. We don't have to purposely make ourselves miserable to make sure God notices us. In fact, if the Christianity you experienced and maybe you rejected didn't make you feel free, It wasn't Jesus. Jesus came to set us free. And that's the point. See, maybe you wouldn't call yourself a Jesus follower right now, or maybe you used to, but you've experienced so many rules. You're like, I am done with this. Here's what I I really want you to hear. Jesus doesn't want to make you better. He wants to make you free. See, Jesus isn't interested in you just doing less bad things. He wants to completely transform you into who he created you to be. He wants to empower you to love others. Not because it'll make him like you more. Not so you can earn his favor and get on his good side. No, he wants to empower you to love others because you have experienced his love. And and you can't help but share his love with others. He wants to love others through you. He's not asking you to work really, really hard to improve yourself. He's asking you to rely on him to change you from the inside out. And if you let him, he'll transform your thinking and he'll give you his heart. It's not this freedom to do, you know, whatever feels good, because actually that's, if you think about it, that's slavery to our own desires. We can't even get ourselves out of that rut. See, the freedom Jesus offers is freedom from having to live for ourselves, having to worry about ourselves. It's freedom from that sin nature we talked about in the last episode. It's freedom to love in a way that we could never do by just trying really hard to love others. In fact, this is what Jesus, how Jesus describes following him, what it, how Jesus describes himself as a leader. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary. Maybe you're weary of rules, weary of religion. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, guilt, shame. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. What keeps you from following that kind of God? That's not the kind of Jesus you thought of, is it? It's not the type of Jesus that maybe religion has taught us about. But that's the real Jesus who wants to give you a perfect relationship with God. It's a free gift that we cannot earn. We simply have to accept it. And when Jesus transforms you, You don't need a list of rules to follow and check off and make sure you're following some and maybe you accidentally messed up. No, the law of love is all you need. See, the the law of love God with everything you are and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the only laws you need. And then God himself gives you the power, gives you the heart, his heart, to live that out. In fact, he says he writes that law of love on your heart. Now, if you are a Jesus follower and you're watching this, let me ask you a question. What rules are you trying to follow in order to be closer to God? What rules are you trying to follow in order to make God happy with you? What rules do you think you broke that that you feel like made God reject you or makes you hide from God? See, God doesn't love you because you keep the rules. He loves you because you are his. He loves you because he made you. And he's so willing to love others through you where our lives aren't just trying to follow the rules. Our lives are a response to his love. Our lives, we can define them as, as Paul defined it in the book of Galatians. Our lives are faith expressing itself through love. Imagine that. Imagine never feeling like you have to prove yourself to God or anyone else. Imagine not having to worry about whether you're in or whether you're out or whether you've done enough or whether you've messed up too much. But Imagine knowing, like beyond a shadow of a doubt, knowing and being confident in the fact that you are loved 100% and accepted perfectly by God. You are free from the religious rules. You are free to be you. You are free to love others with the love of Jesus. See, freedom from religious rules is the freedom to truly live the good life. Because the good life comes from accepting God's love and allowing Him to lead you and transform you. So the good life, accept it, enjoy it, and share it
2: thank you john accept it enjoy it share it uh we, i appreciate that that's a good challenge this week i'm sure i'm smiling because i'm gonna go ahead and eat this cake and enjoy that
0: oh as you should yeah yeah you like waited a whole 20 minutes to eat that cake that's pretty impressive the whole time yeah just watching john waiting for the cake to be eaten mm birthday. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have a couple giveaways we're gonna um, do. Well, first of all, we're giving away Ricky's Bubbles and Sweets from last week. Mm-hmm. This is um, an exciting giveaway. It's different because it's like a candy uh, gift shop downtown, which is super fun. Yeah. If you haven't checked them out, be sure to do that. And our winner is, drum roll, brrr, Audrey D. Oh, awesome. Audrey D. Congratulations, Audrey D. Thank you for, uh, I think Audrey was a Facebook entry. So Mm. you can enter on Facebook, Instagram, or just email us, which we've had that happen too. So keep those email entries coming. We are putting you in the raffle Mm. Uh, giveaway. This week's giveaway though is to Don Froylon Creamery. Oh, yes.
2: What do they have?
0: They have all kinds of amazing Mexican cheeses. Yes. Cotija. They do... That's my
2: favorite. I love Cotija.
0: They also do fried cheese curds, which Mm. I think is a reason to go. So
2: I haven't been there yet because... Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Out on Portland Road in uh, Salem, Oregon. Making me hungry. Yep. They do some amazing things. Mm. I think that they have, I don't know how many kinds of quesadillas, but amazing stuff. So $25 Mm. to Don's and we're going to be giving that away next week. So keep an eye on social media and then we'll be giving that away to a random winner. Excellent. Yeah, and it's really easy to enter. You can also email us at infoyourcrosscreek.com. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of our in on-site opportunities, mm-hmm. just the one big one, which is an Easter Eve tailgate party. That's right.
2: We're getting the jump on Easter. Yeah. Easter Eve.
0: Saturday, late afternoon. Right. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a tailgate party, but they're kind of a big deal. Yeah. And you know what else is a big deal? Easter's. Easter's yeah. Easters is kind of a big deal. So, in, if you're not a Jesus follower, welcome. We're glad you're watching. Yeah. Uh, but just side note, Easter's a really, really big deal in the Christian faith. So, we're gonna party mm-hmm. and we're gonna have an Easter tailgate party. Please RSVP online and reserve your parking spot if you haven't done that yet. Uh, there's still space for you. It also enters you to win a gift card, shoppers yes. to Venti's. So, make sure you enter that raffled by RSVPing and letting us know you're coming. There's mm. gonna be an Easter egg hunt for the kids, uh, live music, that's short fun. message, free hot dogs, bring your sides to share. You can set up your whole tailgate situation with, um, you know, tables, chairs, balloons.
2: The whole spiel. Cornhole.
0: However you want to do it. Mm. So it's coming up April 3rd, Saturday, 4 30. It's coming up. Yep, that's right. And you can invite your neighbors to that, or you can just be super cool to your neighbors and egg thy neighbor. That's our challenge for March. So egg thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can find out more about that in the show notes as well as the um, event for the tailgate party. Also in the show notes. So check that out. That's it. We have kids content online, videos uh, for your kids to watch. Uh, to learn more about their friend Jesus, and the relationship, and the peace, and the freedom, Mm -hmm. just like John talked about that they can have in Jesus. So those are on our website. They change every week. You can also donate online. Thank you to all of you who are regular contributors to Cross Creek Community Church. Whether you you give $50, or 10% of your paycheck, or your stimulus, or whatever you're doing, it helps keep a good thing going, and we really appreciate it. Um, Obviously, it's not something we're asking you that you have to do, but if you do it, awesome. That would be great. Thank you. And that's it. Yeah. That's it for us. Short and that's sweet. It. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. For Salem. For Salem. Yeah. It's been really fun. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to seeing what is coming in the next year. Yeah,
2: we'll see. We'll see what's up this next we year. We have
0: no idea. No
2: clue. Absolutely that's what we do know is we have no clue.
0: But we and we also know God's pretty great. That's true. Yep. He's got good things in store for us, mm-hmm. and he's got good things in store for you. That's true. So, thank you for listening on the podcast. Thank you for watching on YouTube. You can like and subscribe, then you'll know when our next videos hit on Saturdays. Eat your cake. I
2: think people will enjoy it. probably listening to it, sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How was it? Chocolate cake, man.
1: Bees, knees.